When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. Double cover, double cover, double cover. Mama, we made it. The network picked us up. Well, we're like established. We, we need the signs that says like clap, cheer, laugh. J-Mac here, D-Mac to the right. Welcome to double cover. Mama, we made it. What's up, everybody? A different look here. Dev's not used to the beautiful scenery. He's probably hot. It's, it's okay. It's the, okay. The sun is shining on his back, but it's another episode of Double Coverage with the McCourty Twins. We're here in sunny South Florida. It is bye week for both of our teams. Of course, I've been on a bye week for a while, but before we get too much into the show, as you guys know, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple, all you got to do, iTunes, all of that stuff. All you got to do is search double coverage with the McCourty Twins. You can always find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at McCourty Twins. Devin, welcome to South Florida. It's all right. I mean, this time of the year, it's supposed to be cold. It's supposed to be like tough football games that we played in last week. Like, that's the feeling for me in December. So I feel awkward. I feel out of place. But I'm not going to lie, getting off the plane and not having to put my hoodie back on was different. When I left this morning, there was snow on the ground. It's snowing? I got here. It was palm trees. It's funny. Being down here, I don't even... Yes, I know. You, I, I, I text Jay before we played. Maybe it was Tennessee. I was texting. I was like, man, it's about to be cold today. He was like... Oh, yeah, man, since I've been down here, I forget it's cold other places. I don't even think about it. I, I don't. It's, it's, it's quite a feeling when you wake up and you don't check the forecast. You just know, like, I'm putting on Sounds T-shirts boring. and shorts. And then now for me now, I only got to pick out one shoe. So one sock, you know what I mean? That's versatility. Yeah, like, you don't have to wash, so- wash socks as often because you wear a left one. And then now the right one has just become the left one because I don't need one on the boot foot. I don't so. want that struggle, though. I mean, nobody really wants it. But, I mean, since you're here, why don't we dive a little bit into a few days ago, you just played a Monday night game, and you guys won. I think Matthew Judon said it best. He gave a big shout-out to the offense after the game. He even went and started naming the position groups and the guys, and he let us know everybody except Mac because all he did was hand the ball up. You guys threw three passes and won the game. What does that take? For one, Jew is hating on Mac because Mac had to get us in the right calls. You know, alert, alert, alert. You know what that means. Change. Do we run left? Do we run right? I mean, that's what it came down to. It yeah, felt like yeah. Monday night. But it was funny sitting on the bench. You know, John New makes that crazy catch, kind of tips it to himself. We, we all remember it because it was that and a screen pass. Those were the only two. Components. And we're sitting like midway through the third quarter. And I look at AP and I'm like, was that the only pass we've thrown so far tonight? Am I tripping? And he was like, no, nah, that's the only pass. So um, I, I said it after the game. I think New England is a place, and it, it's been fun watching uh, the man in the arena with Tom because you see it. Like, th- like those guys built something that was bigger than individuals. Like, I remember playing here for years when I first got here and how important it was, Pro Bowls and All Pros. 
And like our best player used to always talk about that stuff meant absolutely nothing. It came down to winning championships. And I thought that's what you felt Monday night. It was kind of the whole team had bought in to we're going in a hostile environment. We go out there in pregame and everybody got their ski masks on. You got the hoods, hats, and you go out there and you like, oh, it's not that bad. And you step on the field and the wind and the snow was going. It was like, mm-hmm. Talk talk about that, because I think a lot of people, obviously from a fan's perspective, you go to the stadium, you get there, it's cold, you're bundled up. But talk about that from the the psyche and the perspective of a player, because I remember playing a game in New England my rookie year where we get there the day before. It's it's cold, but it's normal cold. And then we go to warm up up before the game. And when you go warm up, this is before pregame, you usually have on your hoodie if it's cold, but shorts and Mm T-shirts is the attire. And we went out there, and it was a downpour, like just raining almost hell. We go back in, dry up, get changed, put our equipment on, go out there for pregame, and it's just a straight snowfall, big flakes coming down. So talk about what that's like, the psyche of a player. You go out there, you know it's going to be cold, but then you go out there and you see the elements. I'm sure everybody saw Dave Andrews, the starting center. He's out there sleeveless, walking the field in his T-shirt. Yeah, he's a little nutty for that. Little you, t- how is that like getting ready for a game? Well, I would say, one, never listen. Jay Mills always goes out first. Never listen when Jay Mills comes in because Jay Mills always comes in like, bro, it's cold out there. So, but then when you go out, you want to go out for those reasons to see what it's actually yeah. like. You see the pictures, you see the videos on social media, but you want to go feel it. And I will say the tough thing is how it was in pregame wasn't exactly how it was in kickoff. And then how it was in the first half wasn't exactly how it was in the second half. So those are all the things you got to monitor. Our coaches did a great job. A lot of our special uh, specialists and special teams guys met before the game to talk about the wins because it affects the kicking game first. And we just kept talking about it throughout the game. Mm. Who had the win was the win. So I think just the... The way all of the players just bought into what was going on in the game felt good. And I think people saw after the game, Bill said, that's why we practice. That was my next question. If you had to say, we're just going to make up a number. We're going to say in the past 11 seasons and you're 12 now, say you've had 10,000 practices. If it was elements like that, say elements like that occurred 700 times out of those 10,000. How many times How often would you have been in those elements versus going inside on the bubble? 700 opportunities. Honestly, I think... You could count a couple times we played Miami, end of the season. We Mm -hmm. would go inside, but we would only go inside maybe one, maybe two days, sometimes three days. But when we did go inside, he would pump extra heat into the bubble. So that was worse. And then other than that, we only had one lightning, uh, what's the name, and then call it a handful of times the fields were frozen, so we had to go inside. But other than that, I mean, I remember in 2013 playoff by – we had to buy a week. We're outside. It's a snow. It's a snowstorm. Like the snow's coming down. And I would say big props to our ground crew because there's been times that we've had huge snowstorms and, they get and we're like, we're going inside. And we get there and the fields are totally plowed, covered, ready for practice. Um, but I would say it did pay off because I don't think we've actually practiced in like wins that strong this year. But I would say the mentality of whatever it is, it is, because you're three years there. Whatever it is out there, get Get your shit on, because we're in it. And that was how everyone entered that game Monday night. And I think it paid off for us. Not pretty. Not the way I think a lot of people picture Monday night. Two of the top teams in the division. But it was, I think it was a a very entertaining dogfight because it took coaching, playing, it was everything. Everything coming together. Uh, that went into and it. to me, that's been the crazy thing of going from 
Tennessee, eight years, Cleveland, New England, kind of in the cold, in the elements. And then coming down here is a whole nother element. Yeah. Like, it's not just coming down here. Heat. You can't practice the same way in the heat yep. as you do other places. So it, it, all of that kind of mixes into one. And it's the things that a head coach and a strength coach and trainers that have to come together and figure that stuff out. And but, I, I will end it with this. Bill always says this, though. At the end of the day, we're not playing against the conditions. We're playing against an opponent, and we need to execute. And that's what it ultimately comes down to. No doubt about it. And when you speak about execution, obviously uh, not really sticking on the game, but Buffalo didn't execute the way they wanted to versus the run game. Fast forward post-game, uh, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier getting interviewed. And I'll share my thoughts on it because uh, I understood where they were coming from. And I'm not going to say the reporter was to blame because the reporter has a job to do. And, like, of course, if a team rushes for a 200, which got 250 yards or whatever it was, uh, Damian had like 10 yards of carry like yeah I am trying to provoke an answer and see like because hey I'm watching it, it looks embarrassing the team threw three passes completed too so I understand the line of questioning but as a player I saw Micah High said today or maybe Monday whenever he said it, he was just like yeah I am a sore loser and I respect that too we just finished the game and we are disappointed we might be a little embarrassed am I going to stand on this stage and explain my embarrassment to you no maybe not but I understood where they were coming from so it was just like do you feel the same way? Yeah, and I also think, I know, like you said, in Tennessee, the questions you got asked from your beat reporters, the environment was totally different than when you got to Boston, the New England area. Yeah. To, to even speak to that, when I went back to Tennessee, when we played them, or as I was leaving, like, my media people came up to me and was like, man, I appreciate you over the, eight, over the last eight years, like... Those are some tough interviews. And you don't even know that experience yeah. of having to get up there after loss, after loss, after loss, yeah. and being able to present. But, go but ahead. I think in New England, we get used to that. I think mm -hmm. about my – I had a tough year back in 2011. Every time I did an interview, I felt like some questions were disrespectful. But I also knew the way I would respond would be what everyone took from yeah. it. Like, oh, he is doing better. You yeah. know? Prime to that nature, remember, and you guys go to the Super Bowl in 11, a B reporter reached out to me to write an article about, about how, how bad I was playing, that I was going to be the feature in the story. I, we played Dallas. We played Dallas. I don't even remember who we played next. Uh, maybe it was we played the Jets again. But we're getting ready. Now, we passed Dallas. We're on to Wednesday or Thursday of the next week. Wednesday is when I do my interviews. And they're like, what's the plan? You guys were so bad last week against Dallas. You gave up 465 yards. Straight like that. But I think I, I've become accustomed to it because it's one of those markets where they're, they're trying to get you going. Um, we talked about it after the game. We're like, we kind of play in a market, you know, the Boston, New England area, Philadelphia, New York. Mm -hmm. Some of these markets, it's almost like when everything's going well, they write good stories. But it's like everyone's like, all right, we got to wait. There's going to be something that happens. Like, There's always that one reporter. I'm sure know. everyone after the game was like, oh, we can't wait to get, in, get Nikhil and ask Nikhil about the punt. Mm -hmm. I, I just, you know what I mean? I just feel like, and I know they're doing their job, but I feel like depending on where you're at, the mentality of the questions and how, you know, I think, I don't know how it is in Buffalo. I've never played for Buffalo. But I think there are some markets where the, the relationship with the beat reporters and the, t and the players, it's more friendly. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, we're getting to know the team. We're writing good stories. But there's um, always that one male or female, one. you know? And I, but we're all human. As a I, player, I agree you with feel you. some type of way, I'm going at your neck. And, the, and I'm okay with that. After the Dallas game, they asked me, they was like, you seem really down. I was like, I, we just lost. We lost a game. I, I felt like, you know what I mean, we had third and 25. I felt good about the situation. 
and we lost. I was like, I'm disappointed. Like, yeah. this, like I'm, I'm crushed right now. No, no doubt about it. No yeah. doubt about it. And um, players speaking up, saying, saying things that they feel. Uh, our guy, Trevor Lawrence, rookie, number one pick, comes in, says, hey, my running back, we need to have him on the field. I don't care what kind of – what he's going through. Like, it's been good. he's one Whatever of our happened, best happened, players. He needs, be he needs to be out there. I like it. I just like the quarterback stepping up now publicly. I, I don't. I never think things need to be said publicly. So I you think. don't like it? It's one or the other. I don't like it publicly, but I like the fact that he is that he would go to the coach. I think if he went to the coach and said that and, and his players, because I think for a quarterback, you get blamed and you get rewarded for almost everything that happens within a season. Yeah. So you you need to be proactive yeah. in what you like, what you don't like, and. If you want Robson on the field, I think you should go to Urban Meyer. And do players have that power? You you can always say something. Well, they all, well the coach always listen. Uh, I mean, that, that's not always going to happen. You know, Bill always says, I'm down to hear anything, but ultimately I'm going to do what I think is best for the team. And I think that's right because that's why they hired you to be the head coach. They didn't hire the quarterback or mm -hmm. the safety, the linebacker. They didn't hire those guys to be the head coach. They hired you yeah. to be the head coach. Yeah. So I'm – if you make me a head coach somewhere, I'm going to listen to my players. I think players, Bill says it all the time too, players are the ones who play the game, and they are the ones who have to handle things. But ultimately, i got to do my head coaching duties. Yes. So I'm going to decide. I'm, I'm, I, I'm okay with them saying it in the media. I, I, I like it because I feel like at the same time, sometimes when things are addressed that way, it's on record. When yeah. he goes to the coach and he tells them it may happen, it may not happen. All, but, like, yo, when I say, hey, he needs to be on the field because he's going to be out there next Within an organization, it's totem poles. Player, but then above the player, you got your position coach, but then you got your coordinator, then you got your head coach. But, hey, the head coach has a general manager, a team president, ownership. Yeah. So it's just like, yo, once I say this in the media, everybody knows on that totem pole knows where I stand and how I feel about my running back. So if he's not out there and we're not winning, it's just like, hey, Coaches and players have that power, especially a Trevor Lawrence, because, hey, coaches are hired and fired over that position. That's how you develop it, who you draft, the whole nine. So somewhere along the line, somebody told him, like, hey, man, you got the juice, and he's going to use it. So I, I definitely well, appreciate it. If they it. want to, they can sit him in a couple weeks when we play him. I won't be mad at that. Just, I mean, I'm just saying. Just saying out there. Well, I mean, I don't like this. We got Russell Wilson on the move. No trade clause here. He'll go here. He'll go Giants, Broncos. But who's, who, who knows this? We're in season. So even if you got this report, like, make it make sense. Say this happened before this. But, like. He's on the move, though. He, most likely. But I feel like when you read this report, it's like, oh, man, yeah. Now Russell Wilson has to answer all these questions about not wanting to play again this year for Seattle. Like, the man just came back from finger heat. I mean, from what I've seen from the guy, he's probably out there busting his butt to be out there being the best quarterback he can. I just hate seeing these reports. Like, they're going to have plenty of time to come, address that. Come February, uh, after the last game of the season. I mean, whenever Seattle plays their last game, they're going to have so much time to talk about. But, man, what an opportunity when he gets asked. So now every time the Giants play, he, he can just, he can kind of just throw the breadcrumbs out and just let it fizzle in. Like, hey, man. Who knows? Who knows where I'm gonna be next year? When you throw one of those, I'm just who knows. But I'm just focused on the next game. But when Seattle, you say who knows, you know, hey, I'm not gonna be here. So hey, it's an opportunity. Sierra could go hang out in New York City to go not? to New York. She could just put, she could have us all guessing. Why not? I mean, I get it, but I let the man play football. So this past week, the Lions win the game. Last play of the game, crazy. You're a defensive back. 
You're in that high red zone area. Fringe to high red. What 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 goes on there? Like, cause cause the the fan at home is sitting there like, how do they give up a touchdown pass? They just let them walk in the end zone. What as a defense? What kind of call are you making? And then how how is it supposed to be executed? I just think it's interesting because you know, a lot of that stuff. Before you start, compare that to Monday night, last play of the game. Ball almost, theirs was a little further in Minnesota, but almost kind of in the same area. Two totally different approaches from the defense. Yeah, and I think a lot of that should already be known, kind of as a defense. Mm, I think mm. I, I would imagine. You know what he's going to call I would imagine situation. Minnesota has practiced that, and they knew the call. And I would say for us, no matter what call we're in, we know the weakness of the defense, and mm. we know where the ball's probably going to go. So, I'll be lying, like, we had a call kind of like Minnesota was in. Like, we have something have similar like that. to that. Which all defenses, we exactly. all have the And I would think, and I think the play they ran was the exact play that we kind of all think about. Of, you know, me, a guy running through there and then another guy Coming following yeah, yeah, in the there cut. to cut the, catch the end cut. Mm -hmm. So, and I think for us, in our, at the end of our game, we knew the call. Steve makes the call. We all were ready. We, I mean, we literally practiced that on Friday. Yeah. Like, that was on Friday. That was the Friday before. That was the Friday before. Yeah. Like, that situation, whether it's the 17-yard line, the 20, the 23, the 15. That the fourth, fourth and like, long. Way. We've done that before, and I think that's what it really comes down to. It's the biggest play of the game. The Like, Bill says that all the time. Not, you played good for 59 minutes and 45 or – 50 seconds. Now there's 10 seconds left. and I, But I think one of the key things you said is the guys on the field know what call is coming. So it's not like you're sitting in there. You guys you guys put pressure on Josh Allen in the last play of the game. But it's not like the guys in there, the DBs are in there like, what? We about to go after him? Yeah. It's just like, yo, here, here it comes. And I watching that Minnesota and the Lions game, the one thing, whether you're going after him or you're not, the thing we always talk about as DBs is you got to undercut them at the goal yeah. line. So it's just like, especially as a cornerback, you want to be outside of that end zone and you don't want to back up in the end zone. And it's tough sometimes when you're in zone for that safety. You don't want that guy to get in behind you. So mm -hmm. feeling out that route for both of those guys, hey, let the route take you into the end zone. And that was kind of the mistake they made. Because you look at that as a defender, you're like, hey, if you give us that situation, we're good. Like, we'll, we'll make it happen. Like, we'll make it happen. We'll walk away with the win. But that was like our Dallas game. That's how close That's how close it is. You guys make the play Monday night. Miles Bryant knocks the ball down. Shout out IT. You know, and then here in, uh, in, with Detroit, they make the pass. God makes the pass. They score the touchdown. Lions are running around like crazy. Like Shout out the Lions. First, I mean, first, first win is big, big. I mean, when the year I spent in Cleveland, I would have died. I would have died for a first win anywhere from week one all the way to week seventeen. We would have celebrated like a mug. All right, let's not go bad. Let's get into. Yeah, the, I can, let's I get can into go. the group chat. I can man. go. Let's get into the group chat. Hey man, let's uh, let's before we get, let's give a big shout out all the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees. Uh, my guy, Larry Guy for the New England Patriots. Jerome Baker. Uh awesome, awesome award. I think it I think it the way they do it now too, it, it almost turns to a competition of guys just doing more and more in the community. Mm. Not that they're trying to get the award, but, but, yeah. but guys, I think they like it. They like how the NFL rolls out the Walter Payton. Uh different companies yeah. getting involved I'm just nationwide. Happy. I'm just happy job. New England didn't nominate you again. You've been nominated eighteen times. It's like still out here, man. 
You're still doing great work in the It's community. great. It just shows that I'm still out here. Longevity. Longevity. So, so. I, I respect that. I so, respect so. that. Yeah. Shout out to all the Walter Payton. Now I got to go on Twitter and see all of the uh, retweet. Between that and the Pro Bowl, everybody's just asking for retweets, retweets. So if you guys are watching, you see it, retweet somebody, your favorite player, your favorite team. Last name, Bake, Jerome Baker. Vote him. Lawrence Guy. He's a friend, too. So vote him as well. Uh, and let's get into it. The college playoffs is set. Big shout out Cincinnati, repping the old Big East. When we were in school, we were in the Big East, so we played against Cincinnati. Should they be there? Yeah, they should be there. Okay. I mean, they, there's no reason that they're not there. And I think we needed this. We needed things to kind we of We need play. them to perform. That's what I like. I like to disagree with you, but the fact that we went to the same school, the old Big East, Rutgers, Cincinnati, I, I just can't go against the smaller school but, getting a chance to... Because to, we watch you... Matter of fact... Shaquem Griffin, he's on our, he was on our team earlier. We talked about it. We have him. We got two of there. And so you got guys, and they literally got rings, and they called themselves national champs. And to listen to Tua's laughter when he said it, how hard he legit laughed at, like, you got to be out of your mind to think you were really a national champ. But I feel like this gives the opportunity gives them a for chance. those teams. And, hey, but it also, to me, challenges those teams. Where it's tough, though, because some of those scheduling things are done so far in advance. Yeah. For a coach, you don't know for if sure that this is this team. You, you would, would schedule it differently. And then at the same time, some of those big schools, like, why, why, you don't, don't play, why don't want to play them? Like, I, when I came out, we talked about Brian Kelly last week. When I came out, I trained with Marty Gilliard, with Ricardo, uh, with my guy uh, um, AD. Uh, they played for Cincinnati. They were so mad that Brian Kelly left because this was a two, they played the Tim Tebow Brandon Spike. Mm. They played that Florida Gators they got team. Whooped, right? Smack. So they can't they cannot but they do said that. This time. If Brian Kelly doesn't leave, they beat Florida. I looked at him and told him they were crazy. Unless but, unless unless he's taking the ball from under center and he's making passes and he's stepping foot on the field. Not coaching, you need coaching. Don't get me wrong. But it got whooped. It wasn't like a close game. Again. College football, it's great. Playoffs, Alabama will probably be national champions again. Yeah, no doubt about it. Roll tie, roll tie. And I think, though, that's, that's even clutch, too. When we were in the Big East, we didn't have, like, a Big East championship yeah. game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was true. just like whoever had the best record out of yeah. the Big East was the Big East champ. You could have used that in 06. You could have used it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The notoriety it brings, the fact that, yo, we actually have a champion. It looks better. Yeah, but we that did is it. true. So it was just like, why didn't we? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Cincinnati, to that point, they had their conference yes. championship game. They yes. won it. It was like another step. Even so. Alabama, not to say that they weren't going to be in it, but just now you play in the SEC championship, you beat the, the number one team in the country. Like, how are you not going to be yeah. in it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, those championship games are huge. So, whoever was responsible for destroying the Big East, man, bring it back. Do you, should we bring up your nomination? How do you feel about this? I feel great. I mean, uh, Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award, award uh, the Miami Dolphins nominated me. So, uh, Humbled, you know. I think anytime you're selected amongst your peers in whatever category, I think it's huge when it has to do with things outside of the field. Obviously, we all want to be recognized for the performance we do on the field, uh, but that coinciding with what you do off the field, I feel like we all grew up with a dream, uh, saying like, "Hey, you know what? I want to make it to the pro." So you know, you're gonna put everything you have into excelling and becoming a better player. And I think 
to see so many guys once they enter realize that man without my community and the people that are still back home i wouldn't have been able to get here um learn that from you the work you've continued to do so just trying to always do the right thing in that arena what has been your attitude since being hurt i know we talked about this when you first talked about the injury but now miami five game win streak what what since is, i got hurt they started winning what what role have you been able to still have with the team with the guys uh, I know you yeah. posted Javon Holland making a, a, a nice play yeah. uh, last week. What kind of role have you been able to have? Man, I'm I'm one of those guys. I love the game. Like, I love football. And it's tough when you can't still be in it. Like, there's no point in me being in every single meeting. You know what I mean? But the fact that I get to go there, I'll go there and just hang out in the locker room and get kind of like – brought up to speed on everything that's transpired. What happened at practice, this, that, and the third. I'm texting the guys uh, before every game. I have posted a video of uh, me riding passenger seat, dropping the kids off, and we was turned up in the car. And uh, Nick Needham had texted me uh, or uh, commented about, like, you giving him the pregame speech, getting ready for school. And we laughed because it was just like, that was my job on game day. So I was like, I got to give that energy to somebody else. But I go to our home games. I'm always talking to the guys. Uh, like you said, my guy, uh, Vaughn, Jay Holland. Um, just being able to watch those guys and talk to them, shoot them a text before the game or hit them up about something uh, I saw is just it's, it's awesome because – like we talked about earlier, when you're on IR, like you're you're kind of away there. from the team. When you do your rehab, is when they're out there practice, when they're in meetings, because at, there's no point for you to be in there while the guys that are playing are getting treatment and doing those things. So you got to find your time to get in there and be able to still uh, be around the guys. So I definitely miss it. Shout out to NFL man. Uh, I think I think all these awards are great. Uh, it highlights what guys do, and it highlights who people are. We're not. Just football players, yes. not just act. You get to honestly see what makes up of a, what makes up a man, um, and we have some great men in our league. So I love all of this. And another shout out to NFL salary cap going up two hundred eight. I, I could have used that this past year. A lot of people got crushed down because of uh, COVID. Not just in the NFL. I was just talking around the world. I was just talking to one of our, our our new guys on the team, Will Park, safety. And we were talking about just pre-agency last year of how crazy it was. I was like, I almost was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go hang them up. Just because, like you just said, everybody felt that. Organizations, players, people all over the world felt the impact of COVID. So it's good to see the salary cap go back. So what you're saying, now that it's going up, you're not hanging them up? Oh, them things. Like you say, hanging them up. Like one of them cleats is already up. Nah, there. we ain't talking about the, that. The we got, we got, so like, we gonna wait for you to get healthy. Then, then we'll talk about that, man. Hey, but our past game, like, we'll, we'll, we'll let's let's just talk about this. We beat the Giants. Our guy, friend of the show, fellow Scarlet Knight alumni, Logan Ryan, gets interviewed, and he says. And I don't know if maybe he was addressing his quarterback play because of their quarterback play. Daniel Jones hurt. Mike Glennon was out there. Obviously, you saw us. We 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 got, got another dub. Bit. So another maybe dub. You know, dub City. Maybe he's just trying to promote himself. You know, you guys. You know, I've heard five game winning streak, all that stuff. But Lowell goes and gets interviewed, and he says he could be an emergency quarterback. He feels like he can get it done. He can be just like Tua he and, throw, and throw two-yard passes to the left. My guy, Devontae Parker, took to show, social media, told him, hold that L, big fella. They had a long West Coast trip. They had to go to Arizona after they played us. And Giants, friendly team. Obviously, Joe Judge is there, so you don't want to speak down. But Logan Ryan, that just didn't make sense to me. If it's only two-yard passes to the left, why they didn't hold us scoreless? 
It's like it's like when you were on Tennessee and y'all got mad because Cam was. Oh, I wasn't playing that game. And I was, zone, I was so mad at my guys. Like, don't do that. Now you're going to be on Sports Center. Cam said, if you don't like it, don't let me score. And that's what it comes down to. Listen, I love my guy Logue, and I always think no bad publicity. No publicity. Any publicity is good publicity. And he got some. He talked about being lefty. He was a four-star recruit, played quarterback in high school. So maybe he is trying to dabble in to see what he got left in the little lefty arms. Probably trash, but it is what it is. Um... Like we talked about, same thing we talked about with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier, frustration after the game. No doubt. You asked a question. No doubt. You're not happy you well, lost. Hey, now's the opportunity. We saw what Mike Glennon had last week. They getting Jake Fromm ready to possibly play this week. Do they, they play Arizona or did they just did they just travel? No, nah, I think they played him. I'm not sure. I don't really pay attention yeah. to their schedule. But Fromm just got there. He said it feels like you're studying for the final exam when you haven't been in class all year. It's going to be tough. If there's ever a time he needs to go have a meeting with Joe Judge and tell him he wants to get in there. I'm about to send him the the book of Esther. Maybe he was made for a time like this. Go out there, throw that thing around, lefty, get it, get it going. Oh, I saw this too. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said uh, doesn't regret it. He was quoted saying, I still own the Bears. He said, and when you look at the record, he said the record speaks for itself. A-Rod's one of the baddest. Have you called that way about any of the teams in the division? No, I'm not, I'm not that level. Tom, I know Tom feels that way about you, you, something. You're not, you're not Tom probably feels check. that way against Atlanta. He's never lost you're to just Atlanta. Want, yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is. When you're one of the baddest men on the planet, you can say Steph Curry can go. The way Steph Curry's playing, uh, I think he's like five or six more threes short of passing Ray Allen. Way less game. I mean, if he went out there and said, "Hey, I own this team," you I could own get the mad. three. I own the three point line. You could get mad, but I'm sure the next time he got out there on the floor, he gonna hit seven or eight threes. So I mean, it is what it is. Like we just said, if the Bears don't like it, go out there and be Aaron Rodgers. Then you could talk. You, you could talk, talk breezy because yeah, now this is the second time they're playing. Ain't no more playing again this yeah. year. So now, now you're you're a Patriot legend. Well, well, we won't even go there. You're you're a true Patriot. You guys believe in special teams. Kickers are getting paid. Dan Carlson, $18.4 million. I think it's great for my man, Nick Folk. I mean, have you seen a kicker perform better than Nick Folk's been performing? I mean, he was out there kicking in that in that thing that they call weather Monday night, and he was up there lining it up. When he lined up, he got that little, uh, uh, boop. Kicker. Kickers. Boop. Kickers. Practice habits. Grinders out there going with me, like what you got for you, you see the work being put in those guys. They be on the other field, like sometimes they be on the game field. Um, we showed we showed one of Nick's kicks and they showed the flags and stuff. And I looked at Judah. Uh, I said by Judah and the uh, squad meeting. I looked at Judah. Better him than me. I don't want to have to take that field and kick. What during meetings? Where are they at? Most of the time, ours meeting with Cam meeting at times. But a lot of times, you see them in the locker room hitting yeah, the putt. I mean, what you want them to do? Playing right? some FIFA, watch offense and defense, and they're not getting paid like the quarterback. What do you got? He got four years, eighteen point four. Quarterbacks. quarterbacks I'm not. I'm not. But if, if that's I half don't, a season. I don't want to be the kicker. Let me be the punter. I agree with you. Let I, me be the punter. I, think I don't want to. You somebody else do the game. And you, know, and you know why kickers are getting paid more? Because teams have lost the wrath. Of not having a good They don't move the extra point back. Yep. I mean, the game y'all just played. Buffalo misses that kick. It was yep. crucial. And it yep. was about and an Nick had point. just made a kick on going that way. 
I mean, kickers are so when you guys when you guys went for two on the first touchdown, was that kicking into where it was the windiest? Yeah, and I think Nick was like, "This is not mm. gonna be good. Let's just just go for two." The, the, the intricacies of the game was just man. We're I watching that out after. I'm the game. watching. I'm like, they going for two this early, and then it was just like the well, next the time somebody kicked, game. and it was just like, yo, they was probably in. Watching on TV, you can't always tell what side yeah. what in. It was just like they're probably in the windier part, and That's the kicks that they that you guys did make was probably the one that was on the other end, or yeah. the wind maybe just he, died. He now. did he did kick one in there Eventually. around the same time, but yeah. I mean it was a difference of being up four and up three. No doubt about Big it. Difference. Huge, huge, huge. Oh, here we go, Damian Lillard. Uh, do we think he gets moved at the trade deadline? Yes, I've yeah. This has been. I mean, this has been talked. CJ McCullough's so up injured. He's going through something that they're trying to figure out. Um, but I just was reading an article about, like, it just hasn't worked. Yeah. It's just, it, it, like, you have to move somebody, and they're going to get the most for Dame. And I know he's been Portland, loyal. Portland loyal to a T. Uh, but, but there comes a time in every And I'm going to be happy because he ends up somewhere that possibly may Dame that championship. Down. And every man's journey, sometimes you got to go a different path. So we'll see. Dan, wherever you end up, hopefully it's somewhere close we can see you playing. And y'all make sure you keep watching me on social media. The the school what drop is coming off, next? The What's school coming next? drop off chronicles uh, today. You know we listened to today. We listened to a little bit of a DMX rendition of Rudolph the Red. Yeah, you recorded it. Yep, yep. The kids don't know the words just yet. We still, we still working. My youngest, I kind, think you should. Put, I the ad libs is what's gonna be clutched. Come on, I what? Think you should, I think you should play it and then each week show us the progression. The progression. That, I think that'd be that's awesome. a thought. But y'all stay tuned. The school drop off chronicles. We're gonna be coming. Gotta with, get a name we're gonna be it. coming with the heat every other week. You don't want to just bombard our timeline, but we, we gotta get a name for this. Yeah, send in some, send in some. Yeah, some send, yeah that, that's smart. Send I like that. I like yeah. that. That's what I do. Let's uh, get into our favorite, our favorite part of the show, the Dan O'Brien keeping it, it awesome moment of the what week. You got? We got Dan Campbell. Oh, much deserved. Dedicating the Lions' first win uh, to Oxford, Michigan community following the terrible, school tragic school shooting. Um, Dan Campbell has always been talked about. He's cried up there. He's had. He's Emotional talked about coach, biting kneecaps. Um, but I think this shows what he's about. And I think to win a game, he could have dedicated to the hard work, first win, and all no of that. Doubt, no doubt about but it. he thought about a community, and he thought about their community that they play in, fans that probably looked at that game and got a way, to, a way to get away for yes. a little while. You know you got to go back to the reality, but to be able to maybe attend or turn that game on and see your Lions get their first win. Maybe and then, even and then as, to think about you after they get the win. Yeah, it's maybe even that little bit of a, a sign sometimes we're all looking for in moments of adversity of that, hey, we can overcome it. Exactly. And obviously the Lions have struggled this season and, man, had a tie the game versus Steelers and now to be able to overcome some adversity that they're going through. Obviously a very small microcosm of what life and what the Oxford, Michigan community is going through, but sometimes those small things and those analogies on the outside can trigger something to get somebody going. So continued prayers uh, for that community and everything that they've uh, had to endure yeah, over definitely. the last uh, several weeks. So prayers up. Who, who do you have? Who won the weekend? Won the weekend. That I mean, that is easy. Pat McAfee. A lot of people. Now, do you remember this guy? We played against him at West Virginia. I played him. I was in a division with him when I was in Tennessee. He was in Indy. This guy retired at the prime of his career. And like 
it's not Still like, was a good player. And it's not like you say, oh, Pat McAfee, oh, he was just a puncher. Because this he guy, did he did kickoffs. He was extremely good on the uh, surprise onside case. Like, Pat Ran McAfee was a weapon for the Indianapolis Colts. So it wasn't as if he was just any old puncher. He was one of the best punchers in the NFL while he was playing. So when he retired, like, everybody was just like, yo, what's going on? He was doing stand-up comedy. I remember him. He was uh, one one night in Indy, they say he was walking across a pond or something, had one too many. And he was a fun guy to play against because he had a ton of energy. He would be trash-talking out would. there. And you said it's bigger than just football who we are as people this guy has left the game and has been in the media and he just signed a deal with FanDuel that's going to pay 30 million dollars a year all the details Bam. haven't just come out yet by the time you guys see this it probably will but they say he's already said he's donating 10 million dollars of it uh to charities from his hometown uh to places in indianapolis uh different places oh, that's Ten, awesome awesome only heard great things about man and who lost the weekend? No one. Bye week, some behind us, hanging out. We haven't been able to hang out since, what, July before the season started. So we got nothing but positive vibes. If you got any negative energy, send it that way. Five-game winning streak over here for the Dolphins. Seven-game winning streak for the Patriots. It's just all positive vibes. I wish my wife, my wife got all those corny t-shirts, and I think she got one that says positive vibes. I, I wish I could have told her to wear it today. We could have propped her right there, propped her in, propped her right back out, and you would have saw the positive vibes running through here. We'll see how long those positive vibes. Uh, he brought his three kids, so it may not last that long. McCourty, I may, party of I 10. I may be putting his kids. McCourty, party of party 10. Party of 10. That's gross. The five month is only one holding us back. He yeah. can't walk. He can't talk. Yeah. But he smiles a lot. Party of 10. Sounds fun. Oh. We go full court with babysitters. Hit us up. Man, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Double Coverage. Especially hold on, a special episode. Look, we ain't got the best technology down here yeah, or anything. Yeah. We not usually together, so we had to wing it a little bit. Shout out to production crew. Malka, came through. Malka, Malka came Sports, through. Malka we, Media. We, we moved stuff around. We angled. We did a lot. So appreciate you guys watching this one. Today. Definitely, definitely. As you guys know, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, make sure you go on. You hit that subscribe button. Check us out on social media at the McCordy Twins. We will see you guys. Mama, we made it. My background will still be sunny. His will probably be a snowy. But if we playing in the, the snow, we playing in big games, baby. Check us. We'll see you guys later. Go Pats.